your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 483 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Primal Origin. Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very special treat for you guys. We're going to be doing a crossover edition with Rachel Donner from Locked On Philadelphia Flyers. Obviously, we're doing this to uh, preview the matchup between the Rangers and the Flyers tonight, as well as just talking everything Rangers, everything Flyers, and uh, just kind of seeing we're both teams stand uh, as we approach the quarter point of the season here. Uh, but yeah, here is our conversation with Rachel Donner from Lockdown Philadelphia Flyers. Enjoy. All right. So ahead of tonight's matchup against the New York Rangers, we have John Chick from Lockdown New York Rangers with us today on the show. And uh, how are you doing in New York? Uh, Rachel, the Rangers have won seven out of eight, so I'm doing absolutely fantastic over here. Uh, just feeling really good about where the season is right now, and uh, I guess I got to ask you the same question. I know obviously the Flyers <laughs> have scuffled a little bit lately, but uh, how, how's everything over there? Uh, I wish there was like a not great Bob gif I could transmit into any <laughs> people's brains right now. Yeah, things are pretty interesting with the Flyers right now. I, I'm not sure like how to start, but uh, Chuck Fletcher did have a press conference yesterday, you know, to mark the 20 game point in a season, which is a, a valid checkpoint, I think, for most teams. And the Flyers have just had a real tough stretch recently. And, you know, he was dividing the season into the first 10 games, which went pretty well, to be honest. The Flyers were pretty successful. And then the last 10 games, which have not been great, he has chalked it up a little bit to the injury woes that the Flyers have had a lot of guys out. And, uh, you know, they've been sort of having to rely on their plan B in a lot of scenarios that Chuck Fletcher put together in the offseason with, you know, veteran depth. Um, and at the same time, they've just sort of been suffering from, you know, some lethargic play, to be honest. I think they just have not been as aggressive as they were at the beginning of the season, a little behind the play. Um, they've certainly had, I, I think, you know, one of the worst power plays <laughs> that I have ever seen from this team. And, and that has been leading to a lot of it. And it just their overall confidence has been down. And it's kind of unfortunate because, you know, we've been getting actually pretty solid goaltending from Carter Hart and Martin Jones. So it, it's kind of disappointing to have the results we've been having, having recently. 
You know, it's funny. We were going to do this episode a little bit earlier than we ended up doing it. And then you told me that Chuck Fletcher was going to be having the press conference. And, you know, for a team that's lost six in a row, press conference isn't always, uh, you know, a good thing. It could mean that there could be some changes coming. Were you nervous at all going to this press conference? Or did you know and expect all along that this was just kind of what it was and, and basically just kind of a state of the union kind of a deal here for the Flyers? Yeah, I did not expect anything different than a state of the union for the Flyers here, just knowing how Chuck Fletcher operates and the fact that, you know, Eileen Vigneault, who you are quite familiar with in New York, uh, you know, is his hire and, you know, is his guy. And he just, he wasn't going to give up on this coaching staff because they're his people and he needs to give them more time from his position, right? I, I think the fan base is really upset right now. And so I think he could have done a much better job in this press conference of reflecting how much he understands the frustration, looking at it externally. I think there was a middle ground there where you didn't have to expect him to fire anybody today because, you know, he has, whether you agree with it or not, he has a logic for what he's doing right now in terms of giving this group and this coaching staff more time because he feels like it's only been 10 games of maybe not so great play and a six game losing streak can they turn it around maybe it's a stuff it's a tough stretch of games right now you know especially with the rangers and the avs coming up i just think he didn't really like answer the question about what will it what's his line in the sand yeah. like when does he make changes and yes i understand your frustration and i feel it and i promise we'll get better and there will be specific metrics to make change yeah you know it's funny that you mentioned that because that probably stood out to me more than anything in the press conference i mean for the most part this was just I thought it was just kind of generic GM talk, but then toward the end of it, uh, they kind of lobbed him a softball and they said something like, you know, what would you say to to Flyer fans who are a little bit upset, getting a little bit impatient right now? And I fully expected him to say, you know, hey, just stick with us, stick it out. We're going to get better. This is going to turn around. And instead he was just kind of like, well, you know, it is what it is right now. I I just thought that was a little odd. He had a great opportunity there to kind of um, to reassure the Flyer fan base and just didn't take it for one reason or another. I think that's kind of what you were talking about there, too. Yeah, that was one of the most frustrating things I have ever heard him say. And I will give him some credit for being pretty honest in the offseason about how terrible last year was for the Flyers and that he had a plan and he said, you know, we did a lot of work to evaluate what's going on. We understand what our weaknesses are. We're going to solve those weaknesses and we're going to come into this season and things will be different. And they are currently, I, I don't think, you know, we've said on our show on Lockdown Flyers, the house is not on fire yet. Things are hot, but it is not on fire yet. There is definitely a possibility of things turning around. So I understand that point from him, but the trends and the feeling of what's going out there, like with the eye test and the underlying numbers for that matter, look a lot like last season. And, you know, you could agree or disagree, like I said, with the moves he made in the offseason as the correct solutions to the problems. But he certainly addressed, you know, 90 percent of the personnel problems that the, the team had. And for it to be 
you know, regressing to last year's style of play a little bit and last year's failures on the ice and the losses and, you know, things that could have been easily better out there. It's a, it's hard to take. It is absolutely hard to understand why he doesn't seem more upset about it or want to express more public concern about it, especially because he was so honest and blunt about things in the offseason. Just want to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Primal Origin. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. PrimalOriginOils.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich in decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those small doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw it in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Yeah, no, it's a great point. I think it probably, you know, in fairness to him, it probably is a little bit of a tightrope, you know, kind of conveying a message of, all right, everything's okay, we're going to be fine. But then also, you know, maybe uh, laying in, I'm not laying into the players, but, you know, challenging them a little bit and saying, you know, we have to be better than this and we will be better than this. Um, And, you know, something else that, you know, you, you think it's all doom and gloom right now, the Flyers have lost six in a row. But, you know, I was looking at the standings. Flyers have 20 points right now, despite the six game losing streak. 
Uh, and I was looking at, you know, who's in the playoffs, who's out of the playoffs. The last team in the playoffs right now in the Eastern Conference would be the Blue Jackets, and they only have 24 points. So despite all these struggles, I mean, it's still right there for the Flyers. You just have to go on a little bit of a hot streak here. You know, you go four and one, you go five and two, and you're right back into it. Um, but, you know, again, it, it is kind of that delicate balance of, um, you know, holding players accountable and, and acknowledging the situation to be what it is right now. And obviously this is a team that's struggling. Yeah, and you're not wrong there. I mean, this division is crazy town. Yes. And I I really honestly think anything can happen here. I mean, my only question is at this point, can the Islanders recover? But other than that, I I think this division is pretty wide open other than maybe catching Carolina at the top. So maybe, you know, the top and the bottom are a little bit um, stable at the moment. But in the middle, absolutely anything can happen and you're right any one of these teams gets on a hot streak um goaltender steals a couple of extra games like the flyers could absolutely be back in it and he does have that point you know like you were saying in terms of you know we get kevin hayes back who's been out for the majority of the season and he turns things around if ryan ellis can come back if they just get some good chemistry going on their depth and get some extra points out of that which has been lacking um and you know things could turn around it's just hard given the evidence that we have in the last couple of years with this coaching staff like is this coaching staff the right group of people to motivate this team to get there and I don't know that Chuck Fletcher answered that question adequately. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, I mean, from your point of view, I mean, do you think that a if the Flyers keep going the way they're going right now, and obviously eventually they're going to break this losing streak, but I mean, if things aren't a whole lot better than this a month from now, I mean, how hot is Elaine Vigneault's seat? Does it get to a point where, you know, a change is almost necessitated by, you know, where the Flyers are and versus what the expectations were coming into the season? I mean, you would think. I just don't yeah. know. I honestly just don't know based on, you know, what he said today. Yeah. You know, and the injuries, obviously, uh, you know, they've played a role as well. Do you feel like this is still a strong team, a team that can make a run, a team that can climb the standings, even in the really difficult Metro division uh, once everybody gets back and everybody's healthy? I do. I think that you know one of the bigger problems right now defensively, I mean, we can talk about the power play, but that's like a whole other <laughs> issue. But I, I think defensively, Ivan Provorov has been overused in his minutes again this season. And he is a really good defenseman. But the reason why they brought Ryan Ellis in was to give him some extra support and confidence and when they were playing together for those few games before ellis got hurt that was exactly it and somehow Provi has regressed a little bit to some of what he was doing last year just making a few mistakes and just not feeling strong on the puck in terms of zone exits and the, so the flyers just have had a, a difficult time recently with exits and carrying the puck through they've relied a lot more on dump and chase okay. which you know has not been ideal for them given the fact that they're slower and don't get to the puck as often as they should in order to make that system work so i think that's one of the biggest effects right now of having like ellis out Yeah, I can definitely empathize with a power play struggling. I I feel like just over the years, throughout all my time as a Ranger fan, they don't often have one of the better power plays in the league. Now, they are up to 11th in the league this year. They've succeeded 
at uh, 18.6% of their man advantages. But early in the season, I mean, everything was a problem. Gaining entry was an issue. Winning puck battles was an issue. Uh, there were too many power plays where guys were just standing around like statues. It just didn't seem like anything would happen. Guys would be, you know, passing when they should shoot, shooting when they should pass. The list just went on and on and on. But the one silver line that the Rangers had on the power play throughout really that whole period there, and it's kind of continued now, even though the rest of the team has picked it up on the power play, uh, Chris Kreider. I was only half joking when I, I came onto an episode of Locked on New York Rangers, and I said, you know, the Ranger power play going forward should basically just be Chris Kreider stands in front of the net, and everybody else just shoots the puck at the net and tries to set him up for a deflection. Because for a while, I mean, we're talking like at least the first 10 or so games of the season, that was the only way that the Rangers could score on the man advantage. And he's really had a tremendous season. But it is nice to see this power play. You know, you, when you can run out a power play of Kreider and Strom and Panarin and Fox and Zibanejad, I mean, you should be scoring some goals. And it, it's good to see that they finally are doing that. So, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, the exact opposite of what is happening with the... <laughs> flyers right now they are just like near the bottom of the league in the power play right now they just cannot buy power play goals on a regular basis i think they've had a few scattered here and there over the the last you know terrible streak of games but they just don't have the right system in place for the personnel that they have or are choosing to put out the wrong personnel at the wrong time and they're not getting creative enough with their power play as well, where a lot of the times they're too stationary. And so the opposing team is just able to close down shooting lanes real easy. And, you know, even if they're moving the puck around the perimeter, they're not moving enough. So again, it's just easy to defend against. And again, a similar problem to the defensive side of things with their possession metrics, you know, they're not skating the puck in either. Yeah. So it's harder for them to get set up. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Yeah, and uh, one player that I always have to ask about anytime we do one of these crossovers is Cam Atkinson. Uh, him and me are both from Connecticut, and I actually got to interview him, Jesus, probably like seven or eight years ago now. But it was really, really nice, really good guy, you know, answered all my questions. So I always tend to kind of pull for him. And it looked like he got off to a pretty hot start with his new team and has since kind of slowed down. I mean, you could probably say that for a lot of players on the Flyers, just given how this season has gone so far. But, I mean, what are you seeing from Cam Atkinson? Do you, do you still feel like that was a good trade and that he'll end up being, you know, a really productive member of this team when it's all said and done here? Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree. And he's still pretty aggressive on uh, taking extra shots. And he, he is playing like himself. He just, you know, isn't getting the goals. Um, you know, maybe he's a little off target sometimes. And, you know, again, the rushes just haven't been as successful, but he's been on a line with Drew recently that while, you know, they haven't 
gotten a ton of points, they've actually, you know, looking at the numbers, have been performing really well. And I think have a lot of creativity there between those two guys. So I do absolutely think that he is one of the players that will turn it around. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, you touched on Carter Hart uh, a couple of minutes ago, but I wanted to ask you about him specifically. Obviously, you watch more flyer hockey than I do, but, you know, just looking at the numbers and looking at how the season has unfolded thus far, it seems like, you know, him having this really nice bounce back season and kind of rounding back into form to where he was two years ago. I mean, is that maybe the biggest positive from the flyer season thus far is that it's looking like Carter Hart, you know, could be that franchise goalie that the flyers have been looking for for quite a while now? Oh, yeah. I think between that and the penalty kill, which is actually pretty good right now, those are the two positives that I would take away from the Flyers right now. And Carter Hart, man, he just looks so confident in net right now. He's getting side to side a lot better than he was last year. He's closing down some gaps. His puck tracking is really good right now. And, I, you know, there's not as many goals that he'd like to have back like it was last year, you know, you can understand why some of the goals are going in this time in a way that you just knew it was on him last season. And it is really interesting because if you had asked me, you know, over the little break we had in this off season, if Carter Hart was a, a guy that would make team Canada for the Olympics, I would have said no. Now it's looking more and more likely. Yeah, it, it could definitely happen. And um, do you think we see Hart in this game against the Rangers? I don't believe, I, I checked right before we started recording here. I don't think either team has officially announced a starting goalie, but uh, Hart, Elliot, any inkling as to, you know, who they might go to here? Um, Martin Jones played in the last Jones, game. I'm sorry, Jones. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Flashback well, to last season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the... You know, as we know what's going on with the Islanders right now, the game last night uh, was postponed. So my guess would have been that we would have seen Martin Jones if they had had the back-to-back, but because they did not have it, we'll see Carter Hart. Yeah, I think it's kind of the same deal with the Rangers. I mean, Igor Shesterkin has kind of been the the talk of the season so far for the Rangers. And, you know, I, I... I mean, they're going to try to mix Georgiev in every now and then, but he scuffled a little bit this season. And the fact that the Rangers just had a, a Sunday game against the Islanders postponed and the fact that they haven't played since Friday, I see no reason not to throw Igor Shesterkin right back out there and, uh, you know, put your best foot forward for a division matchup here against the Flyers. And Igor Shesterkin has just been unbelievable this season. I don't know how much of the uh, early season games of the Rangers you got to watch, Rachel, but... I mean, I'm not exaggerating at all when I say that the Rangers getting off to a good start this season was almost entirely dependent on Igor Shesterkin going out there and just standing on his head and stealing games. He did it over and over and over again. And I think the fact that the Rangers, you know, have mostly kind of caught up to him and they're finally starting to score goals at the clip that you would expect them to, that's why you're seeing them, you know, really take off here and, and really go on this this hot stretch of winning seven out of eight here. But, I mean, Igor Shesterkin, like I said, I, I don't know how much you've gotten to see of him this year, but the guy's been unbelievable. And I got to think he's at least... You know, in the mix, in the conversation for the Vesna, I mean, I'd have to go through all the different goalie stats to know that for sure, but he's got to be at least up there, you know, for, for, for that award. Oh, believe me, I am well aware. Igor Shesterkin is my lead goalie on my hockey fantasy team, so 
which is ironic because I have Carter Hart. He's, he's <laughs> I got him in Saros, so we've got each other's goalie. So we're going to be conflicted with this game here tonight. I know. I know. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Shesterkin has been great for me on my fantasy hockey team. I've been paying pretty close attention to that to know when to keep him active versus putting him on the bench. But yeah, right now, what is he at? Like a 933? save percentage yeah i mean it's, and, it's up there it's it's got to be in that vicinity yeah for sure yeah and considering you know the shaky start like you mentioned that the team had that that he was stealing games for them early on and that now that everything else has settled in he's just been you know a huge part of it in in terms of the the team's success yeah absolutely it's, yeah and, um, I do want to ask you about some of that, too, because there yeah. was that turnaround like you were talking about in terms of, you know, maybe just taking a little bit of time to get things together with new management, new coach. You know, what do you think it is responsible for that turnaround? Yeah, I mean, I think you just said it. I think that's the biggest reason more than anything else. You know, obviously they have some new guys in the mix this season and you got a new coach, a new coaching staff, a new general manager. And, you know, you the season starts and you're trying to figure out what are the best line combinations, who works well with who. Uh, do you stack that top line? Do you put Mika Zibanejad and Artemi Panarin on the top line together? Or do you have them on different lines to kind of, you know, spread the wealth, so to speak? And I think finally, you know, what's what's happened recently is the Rangers have kind of settled into a lineup. I would expect it to be the same lineup that they've been rolling with. Uh, they've done a couple of things that are a little bit unconventional, like, I mean, I don't know how many Flyer fans have ever even heard of Dryden Hunt. I had barely heard of him before this offseason. Uh, just to use him as an example, though, he was somebody that the Rangers brought in in free agency and somebody that was probably going to be, you know, a healthy scratch, fourth line. You, you know, those kind of players where, you know, they're kind of on the fringe of, you know, being in the lineup or being a healthy scratch every night. And that's kind of where he started. But he's played really well. He's, he's a hardworking player. And he was recently rewarded with a move into the top six. And before you know it, this guy who you think might be a healthy scratch on most nights, he's out there playing with Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom every single night. And it's kind of an odd fit when you first look at it, you know, on paper, but it works, you know, and he's kind of in the Jesper Foss role. Stroman Panarin really liked playing with Jesper Foss, these defense first forwards, these guys that'll kind of go in along the boards, do the dirty work, get the puck loose and kind of set them up to, to go to work. Um, but it, it's just one example, but it's one of those things where, you know, nobody would have thought that Dryden Hunt would be on the Panarin line when the season started, but something has just kind of clicked there. And on top of that, I think you're just getting better play, individual play from a lot of different players in this lineup. I mean, Capo Caco got off to a really, really rough start to the season. Didn't yeah. have any points in his first nine games. Uh, he played with the Panarin line for a while. And now he's up with Mika and Kreider and, you know, he just looks like a, a much more confident player. I don't know if that's good coaching. I don't know if it's just him kind of realizing that, okay, I can play at this level. I can be a little bit more aggressive. I can take shots when the shot is there to be had. Um, could be a combination of, of a lot of things, but Capo Caco finally starting to spread his wings a little bit. And I think uh, starting to alleviate concerns of Ranger fans who weren't so sure that this was going to work out because people were starting to get a little bit nervous, but uh, he's definitely played a lot better recently. Yeah. And you know, the Rangers have had such good depth right now and getting contributions throughout the lineup. So it's like harder to defend against them and get the right matchups. I'm especially actually interested. I mean, those are all great guys that you've mentioned and are more known entities, but that Filipino line is actually pretty dangerous. So I'm curious what you think of them and like, how do you match up against them successfully? 
Uh, I really like them. Um, there's obviously a lot of youth there. I'm trying to think. The oldest guy in that line has got to be Julian Gauthier, and even yeah. he's only like 23 or 24. Uh, Gauthier has always been kind of kind of my dark horse, kind of my sleeper. You know, he's another guy that coming into this season, he's still there, but it's like, what is his role going to be? Because you brought in all these different guys. Uh, you thought Vitaly Krausov was going to have a role in the top six, and then he threw a fit. Now he's back playing in the KHL, and, and who knows what's going to happen there. Um Sammy Blay got injured. He's out for the season due to a dirty play from P.K. Subban. Don't even get me started on that. And obviously, you never wish injury on anybody, but all these, you know, kind of weird things that have happened have kind of reopened the door for Julian Gauthier. And he's looked good. He's looked dangerous. He's looked explosive. He's got that rare combination of speed and strength that I, I think he almost kind of reminds me of a, a mini Chris Kreider, so to speak. And Lafreniere, you know, he's had his ups and downs this season. I do think he is slowly progressing, slowly coming along. Philip Hedl, I mean, he teases you. This guy always shows flashes. This is actually his fifth season with the Rangers, which is almost impossible to believe. But, you know, that line, something has just kind of clicked. There's a lot of speed, uh, a lot of athleticism, a lot of youth, obviously. And, um, you know, I think Philip Hedl is a little bit miscast as a center. But if it means keeping this trio together uh, for the time being, I'm all for it. And as far as how to defend against them, I mean, I don't really know. You know, your guess is as good as mine <laughs> because uh, that could be, you know, maybe a second line. You know, if you fast forward like a year or two and these guys continue to, to develop, that could be as good of a second line as there is in the NHL. So, uh, yeah, very, very excited about those guys and the upside that certainly exists there. And, of course, defensively, uh, I am super jealous that the Rangers have Adam Fox. I mean, he is just so good out there. And he's just, I think, you know, one of those guys that you appreciate and that you really have to be careful how you play against him because he'll just um, really like put put a stick in the mud for anything you're trying to do to get you know across the full length of the ice yeah for sure i mean that that's a point that i kind of go back to on my podcast it's so easy to get caught up in offensive numbers and i we probably all do it to an extent I think Adam Fox is even better defensively than he is offensively. He's just one of those guys that's never caught out of position. He's not necessarily the most physical defenseman in the league, the guy that's going to be laying these bone-jarring hits on people, but he's just always there. He's always in perfect position. Uh, he's absolutely fantastic at what he does. And something that I also kind of mention on my pod every now and then is that I don't think there can be a defenseman in this league who defends the two-on-one better than he does. I mean, I don't know how he does it, but he's just always in perfect position. And I can't even tell you how many times, you know, somebody will go in on a two-on-one and he'll just, not only will he take away the pass, but he'll make like a really quick move with his stick and just straight up steal the puck away from the guy that has the puck and just skate away with it. It's the craziest thing to see. I don't know if I've ever seen a defenseman defend the two-on-one as well as Adam Fox does. And um, just one of those guys that makes his teammates so much better, uh, does a fantastic job on the power play, does a fantastic job on the penalty kill, and uh, somebody that you're going to rely on night in and night out. I mean, I can't tell you how many nights I've, you know, you look at the time on the ice and it's, 24 minutes, 26 minutes, 27 minutes. I mean, it's, it's just absolutely wild. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we have him. We basically stole him from the Carolina Hurricanes, and uh, we're not giving him back because, as you saw, he <laughs> definitely got paid in this offseason. And uh, rightfully so. I mean, listen, it's a big price to pay. I believe $9.5 was the final tally, but he's the best hockey. He's the best defenseman in hockey. So you got to spend that money somewhere, and I can't think of a better place to do it than on a 23-year-old Adam Fox. I believe he's 23. Can't be off by more than a year there. Yeah, I think of all the guys that got that deal, because they were all pretty much in the same range this past offseason. He was the only one that really deserved it. Yeah, and the, the other crazy thing, too, is like, you know, yeah, that's a, it's a long-term deal and everything. 
he's only going to be 31 when that deal ends. I mean, you might be in another situation where if you're the Rangers, you know, you might be having to to, to think about locking him up again and giving him another long-term contract. It, it's pretty wild. And, you know, it is a big contract, but it's it's also one of the safer um, big money contracts that I think there is in this league right now. Well, it'll be an interesting game for sure, given, you know, the circumstances the Flyers are in and, and the role that the Rangers are in. But I'm actually really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. And, uh, you know, I figure, do you want to end with like a prediction? Do you want to throw anything out there, a final score oh, or anybody to, to score a goal, anything like that? Not to put you on the spot or anything, but yeah. Well, I'm actually going to be at MSG for the game. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, t- cool. I don't want to like jinx anything <laughs> going into it. Yeah. But, but uh, I do think that I'm pretty sure the Rangers are going to win the game, but I think the Flyers will at least get some quality play. I, I think they're going to play well but maybe ultimately lose. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I have pretty similar sentiments. I think at a certain point, you know, the losses start to build up. It gets to a point where, you know, your pride is on the line a little bit. And I think the Flyers are going to come out uh, skating pretty hard in this game. But I could see the Rangers, you know, maybe they get like an empty netter late in the game and they win like four to two, something like that. Uh, but one prediction that I will make, if Kevin Hayes plays in this game, uh, he for sure is getting on the score sheet. And I'll even go so far as to say he ends up with like a goal and an assist because he always seems to do pretty well whenever he plays the Rangers. Yeah, I, that is not happening. I'm like 99% sure. Oh, he's not going to play? No. Okay. Based okay. on the info we got today. But well, he'll, um, he'll get you know, his chance later in the season. It would be a festivist sure. miracle. If, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Did. All right. Well, that'll do it for today. And uh, always a pleasure talking to you about the New York Rangers. I always joke about how much I hate them, but uh, there's there's a lot of good Rangers people out there. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's always good doing this, and uh, we'll definitely have to link up again whenever these two teams play each other next, which I don't think is too far away, but I'd have to check the schedule to know for sure. Absolutely. All right, so once again, a big, big thanks to Rachel Donner from Locked On Philadelphia Flyers for teaming up for this special crossover edition here, and a big thanks to you guys, as always, for checking out the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to be breaking down whatever happens between the Rangers and the Flyers. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.